If you ache for truth, goodness, and beauty, if you're hungry for a Christianity with substance and strength, if you long for a faith that's big and bold and biblical and all about Jesus Christ, if you're inspired by the idea of one church that has spanned 20 centuries, 24 time zones, and two hemispheres, enfolding every race, nation, and language, then you're considering Catholicism. Welcome back to the podcast. I apologize that my voice is kind of ragged. I've had a bad cold for the last week, and I actually canceled a couple of recording sessions last week, so I'm going to keep diving back into it here with uh, what voice I've got. But I really wanted to get an episode out today about Advent, because yesterday was the first Sunday of Advent, thus the first day of the new liturgical year. Now, if you listened to the recent snapshot episodes uh, called The End of Ordinary Time and Christ the King, those were episodes 155 and 156, you'll know what I'm talking about. And if you haven't, go back and take a listen to those. So, Advent comes from the Latin word Adventus, which means coming or arriving. And I'm going to unpack the significance of Advent in just a minute, but first let me talk about what's coming for this podcast during Advent and maybe a little beyond that. Now, because of holiday schedules for myself and my regular guests, over the next month or so, there won't be as many of the full-length conversation episodes, but there will be more of the shorter snapshot and listener question episodes. A lot of you have sent in questions, and I'm going to answer those in upcoming snapshots. I, I love the questions, so keep sending them. A few of you have said that you actually like the snapshots because they're just a single topic in 10 minutes or so, and then they're easily searchable on our website, consideringcatholicism.com. So that's what you can expect from the audio podcast over the next month or so. Also, I'm going to try to post more videos over this next month. To kick that off, I just posted a series of four videos. They're all less than five minutes long about the meaning of Advent. The series is called Discover Advent, Parts 1 through 4. I think you'll find them pretty interesting and inspiring, so please share them on your social media. Now, there are three ways that you can find these videos. First, you can go into the description or show notes for this episode and then just click on the links for the Discover Advent videos. Those will take you to YouTube. Second, you could go directly to YouTube, search for the Considering Catholicism channel, and then you'll find them in a playlist called Discover Advent. Third, you could go to our website, consideringcatholicism.com, click on the Videos tab at the top, and you'll find them there. But however you get to them, when you get to them and watch them, would you please like the video on YouTube, assuming you like it. And this is really important. Would you subscribe to our YouTube channel? I'm going to be posting more videos over the holidays and trying to begin building a presence on YouTube. And the more subscribers we have, the larger our uh, presence on YouTube becomes. So all of that is what's coming for the podcast during Advent and Christmastide. Now, as to the meaning of Advent, we know that it means coming or arriving, right? But what exactly is coming or has arrived? 
Well, obviously, the birth of the baby Jesus. But is that all that's arrived? Is that the only reason for the season? Are we waiting for anything else? What might be coming next? Well, way, way back at the beginning, as soon as Adam and Eve ate the fruit and fell from grace, God began dropping all of these hints and clues, sort of foreshadowing and promising that someday he would return to make things right again. And over the centuries, God sent the Old Testament prophets with glimpses of what was coming. In time, those promises were kept because God himself arrived in the baby Jesus, born in a manger in Bethlehem. And that's Christmas, of course. But that's not all that the prophets foretold. They foresaw much, much more than that, much more than just the baby Jesus. For example, Isaiah 53 is a famous passage which we read every Advent. That's the one that tells of the sacrifice of the suffering servant of God. Now, those promises have been kept in the passion and death of the Christ. But Isaiah and the other prophets also promised a new kind of life and a new type of human community that would be made up of people of every race, language, and nation. And those promises were also kept when Jesus rose from the dead on Easter Sunday and on the Feast of Pentecost. But the prophets foresaw even more than just that. Much, much more than just that. They foresaw a coming kingdom, a reign of justice and peace, extending over not only the whole world, but all of creation. That creation would be restored to its rightness, its shalom with God, that was broken by the fall. And not all of that has come, obviously. In fact, that's one of the reasons that the Jews don't accept Jesus of Nazareth as the Messiah, because they argue that he didn't bring about the age of justice and peace that the Messiah was supposed to bring. So, how do we explain this? Why did Jesus fulfill some of the promises of the prophets, but not others? Well, the prophet's vision was foreshortened. Here's what foreshortening is Imagine you're looking at a range of mountains you're on the you're on the highway on the plains driving towards mountain range colorado or wherever and when you're standing on the plane or driving on the plane before the mountains you have this visual effect called a foreshortening in which all of the peaks in the mountain range appear to be stacked up next to each other but when you drive up the highway and climb into the range you realize that there are these huge gaps and valleys between the peaks So the mountain range might be a hundred miles deep, but out on the plain, it looked like they were right on top of each other. You see, the prophets had that kind of foreshortening to their vision. They saw what was coming, but not necessarily the gaps between the events. They saw the coming of the Christ, the suffering and sacrifice, the building of a new human community, and eventually the restoration of creation and a reign of justice and peace. They saw all of that coming, but because of that foreshortening effect, they couldn't see the gap between multiple waves. In fact, at least two waves or two arrivals or two advents. The first advent was the incarnation and the nativity 2,000 years ago that we celebrate on Christmas and was followed up by, of course, Christ's uh, death and resurrection and the coming of Holy Spirit at Pentecost and the establishment of the church. Now, 
All of that was a foundation, a down payment, a, a foretaste of the second and final advent because he did not remain the baby Jesus. He grew up to become the man Jesus. And when he returns, it will be as a king and a judge and the one who will remake the world. And so right now, we live in this in-between time when some of what the prophets foresaw has already come true, but not yet all of it. Christians have often called this the already but not yet age. It's the age of the church. And we Christians have a mission in this already but not yet age to prepare and to help others to be prepared for the return of the king. So, as we celebrate this holiday season, let's rejoice at the first advent and hold our breath because the best is yet to come. Now, if you'd like to learn more about the meaning of Advent, then follow the links in this episode's description to watch the four videos that I've posted to YouTube called Discover Advent. They unpack the significance of the Virgin Mary's role in Advent, why the promises of Advent are for all of humanity, and why it should bring us joy even when life is hard. Or you can go directly to YouTube or our website and find them there. And again, be sure to like the video, comment, and this is really important, subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's how we'll be able to extend this ministry's presence onto YouTube. And this holiday season, would you consider supporting this ministry? I'm going to be releasing a special episode soon sharing a vision for the future of considering Catholicism, but we need your support to make it happen. And you can always leave me a message on the website or write me at consideringcatholicism at gmail.com.